A series of unfortunate events made it to where this episode almost didn't happen. But through sheer will, perseverance, and a general stubbornness to not want to miss a Tuesday, you're getting an episode anyway. And in that perseverance, I think there's a lesson to be learned and cannot be applied to one of today's segments. And the segment is on the indictment, the official indictment of President Trump and what this indictment means for the nation, for Trump himself, for the voting base, for culture. There's a lot of things in that. And a very interesting thing that took place that ties into a theory that I've previously expressed on this show about Tucker Carlson, where it is now confirmed that the first interview post-indictment for Trump will be with Tucker Carlson. And I've expressed a theory about Tucker Carlson when we talked about Pierce Morgan interviewing Ron DeSantis. So I'm going to cover all of that. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Pierce Morgan, Ron DeSantis interview, even though we did an episode on that, but I'm kind of recap that and tie it into what we can expect or what I think we can expect for the Tucker and Trump interview. And then I'm going to discuss something that I found interesting in a segment from Tucker Carlson where he calls transgenderism a religion. And he ties it into a lot of cult-like activities. And I think he makes a pretty solid case when you start to look at the details that are going on with the transgender community. So let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm Kay Cartoon. I am one half of the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in audio apes and our catalog pops up and it truly is the best um i'm rolling solo today so you're officially hanging with an ape not apes because i'm by myself today um it was very hard to get this episode out to you and until about a few minutes ago it wasn't going to happen, but we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Uh, some things happened that made it where we couldn't get the episode out that we wanted to get out initially, but we're going to put something out anyway because we haven't missed a Tuesday. And it was just, it's so weird the idea of missing a Tuesday. Like, I just, I, 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 I wouldn't have been able to sleep. I, I wouldn't have been. So you're going to get an episode anyway. Um, and and so here we are. But obviously, it's a different type of episode. 
next week, God willing, everything will be back to normal um, in terms of, you know, me having my co-host, uh, RX Phonics. But in the meantime, you have me and we're still going to do this episode. And I think we have two really interesting segments to discuss. And uh, obviously, if you guys have been following the show, you know that Trump has been indicted. He's been charged. He's been arraigned. He knows what his charges are. Uh it's crazy that now the the legal and the justice system is being used against political adversaries. That's something that we've never seen in this country before. We see that in in many dictatorship countries, and you know they call them the banana republics of the world. But that's not something that we had ever seen here in the United States. But here we are, and it's a testament to how scared they are of President Trump and just they really don't want him to run again. Now, I heard something recently, and it was very well put together. It was very uh, well articulated from Charlie Kirk recently where he was on Valuetainment and uh, Patrick Bet David and those guys, they were asking him, Charlie Kirk, a lot of questions. Now, it's interesting because my perspective on Charlie Kirk is that he he's definitely a trad con and which is fine, you know, um, uh, but he has a lot of very sound, well-informed talking points. And one of the things that he talked about in terms of why he thinks that they're so scared of Trump And it makes a lot of sense. He thinks he's of the belief that 2020 and how that election went down was a once in a lifetime situation that he doesn't think they'd be able to get away with again. Now, he doesn't flat out say that it was rigged, but he takes the cautious route to say that there were a lot of anomalies. There were a lot of strange things that just totally didn't make sense about that election. And I mean, we've covered that to great length on this show. Um, And in the past, we've given specific details as far as why we felt that there was definitely something funny with that particular election. And because it was so funny, Charlie Kirk's of the belief that it's something that they would never be able to get away with again. Let's, for the sake of argument, say that there was some rigging or or, or some funny business that went on. You know, whether you agree with that or not, whether you believe that or not, just for the sake of the argument, let's say there was. Now you have to ask yourself, is that something you think they could get away with again? And he's of the belief that they wouldn't be able to get away with that again. You know, you had you had the virus, um, so that gave a lot of people a lot of reason to do, you know, ballot harvesting and mail-in voting and everything like that. And you did see it again in 2022, even though, you know, in the midterms, even though the virus wasn't as prominent as it was in 2020, but it was to a lesser extent. And 
we could only assume by 2024 it would be to an even lesser extent. But I think the thing that he may not be recognizing is that the Democrat apparatus when it comes to mail-in voting does focus on low IQ, low propensity voters. So people that aren't very informed when it comes to politics and people that don't particularly vote very often. So if you apply that and and or or you you had you lend a degree of credence to what Charlie Kirk is saying, then yeah, they these people would have all the reason in the world to be scared of Trump. And then also if they're aware that Trump is st- going to start taking advantage and utilizing the apparatus of mail-in voting and ballot harvesting and everything like that, then yeah, I, I you're, there is plenty of reason now because now it's like, all right, well, this is the guy that people love. He's a man of the people and people do love him. I mean, you saw uh, over the weekend, he was at a, a UFC event and he got a thunderous applause. You you had the fighters in the ring giving him uh, his props. And it was crazy. Like you you would never see anything like that for, for Biden. And then I think there was some point where the arena was chanting, let's go, Brandon. So definitely, definitely a, a large, large portion of those 81 million votes that Biden supposedly got. It was ballot harvesting. These are people that weren't enthusiastic about voting. They didn't know much about the 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 things that that were on the ballot or that were at stake, and they probably weren't going to vote otherwise unless somebody was at their door with a ballot ready to be filled out for them. And now we've gotten inklings, we've gotten certain nuggets and clues that both Trump and DeSantis are aware of this and it's something that they know that they have to capitalize on if there's a chance at ever having a Republican president again. Um, so there's a lot of cultural ramifications to, to this Trump indictment, uh, political ones, and it's interesting because as we get into the realm of culture, I expressed a theory recently about Pierce Mor- the, the interview with Pierce Morgan and Ron DeSantis. And the theory that I expressed recently was that I well, it started with I, I found it kind of odd that Ron DeSantis did his first major interview since all these polls came out and 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 you know the news came out that he may be running or it's very likely that he'll be running or you know the polls that actually factor him in as a candidate for the Republican primary even though he hasn't officially announced if he's running or not i found all of that very interesting and I also found that the first interview since all of those things, he did it with Pierce Morgan. And it made me wonder. I, w- I was like, you know, 
I feel like that's an interview that a guy like Tucker Carlson should have. I mean, Pierce Morgan is is not from the United States. Um, he's not as embedded in the culture as a guy like Tucker Carlson is. But then I stopped back and I started to wonder, maybe it's Tucker Carlson that doesn't want that interview or doesn't want that interview yet. And why wouldn't Tucker Carlson want that interview? And so, and then as as more and more news starts to come out about who's behind the curtain of a potential DeSantis campaign, you have a lot of establishment figureheads. We got Carl Rove's name in that, which is was uh, uh, the strategist for uh, George W. Bush's campaign. Uh, you got the Bushes raising, supposedly raising money for DeSantis. And you look at all of that, and if I know this, little old me, which I don't have many resources, just Twitter and and you know like Truth Social and seeing what's going on with uh, certain political pundits and you know keeping my ear close to like what's going on, but that's basically it. Like that's the extent of my resources. When and then you have Tucker Carlson who has far more resources. If I know these things or I'm I'm hearing these things, even if they're rumors, if I'm hearing these things, he has to be hearing these things. His producers, his writers, his people have to be hearing these things too. And I could imagine that it's enough to pump the brakes because if those are the people behind a potential DeSantis campaign, you definitely don't want to go about it the way that Pierce Morgan went about it because that he Pierce Morgan was very softball friendly. That was a very easy interview. And I would imagine that Tucker's audience would want a degree of grilling to go on if those things are true about what's going on behind the curtain of a DeSantis campaign. But yet we're going to have a Trump interview. Actually, the day that this episode comes out, there's going to be a Trump interview with Tucker Carlson. So I think that says something. I think that says something about what Tucker and his team feel in regards to Trump and DeSantis. And it does, at least at this point, in in my mind, according to my theory, it does seem to suggest that they're rocking with Trump more than they're rocking with DeSantis. We'll see. Um, Obviously, there's still a long way to go before the primaries and still a long way to go before the 2024 presidential election. But I find that interesting. Now, moving on to the next segment. This is going to be a little bit shorter episode. Obviously, I'm rolling solo, but moving on to the next segment. And speaking of Tucker, he did a segment recently on his show that I found very fascinating. And he compared the transgender movement, transgenderism, to a religion. And he even played clips of what appeared to be Catholic priests. Well, I say this because I think it's relevant. It, It looked like it was like a woman catholic priest but she looked like a lesbian i mean i don't know i i 
I don't know like what her sexual orientation was, but it's she looked like a woman and she had a short haircut like a man. Um but I didn't know they were they could be priests. I'm very confused right now. <laughs> but with all of that being said, she was speaking with a high degree of reverence for the transgender community at a time where you would think every Christian priest, pastor, leader would be praying and doing sermons about the Christian people that were killed at that school in Nashville by a transgender person. And then he goes on to give different examples of how these people literally believe that they can change nature. If you think about it, they can change nature in the sense that they are what they're born as, but they can change into something else. We know that that's not true. That can't be. And I, I'm, I could even, the show could even be pulled for me saying this, but deep down, we all know that. We all, even even if there's people that would never express that, even if there's people that would never say that out loud or vocalize that, we know that that that's the case. That they can't do that, and we're seeing more and more of it. I mean, to the point where you have this transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney now being sponsored by Nike, and you know it's funny because. Easter just passed and you see like all these these people getting suited and booted, going to church and, and Catholics and Christians and everything like that. But is it is is Catholicism and Christianity to the point where it's just it just accepts things? And 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 also is it to the point where you're willing to be trampled on? Because I mean, who's talking about this? Why is nobody talking about this? You had people killed for being Christians by a transgender person. And we're seeing this transgender stuff in all segments of society to the point where it's being deified. Like you can't criticize it. You can't talk about it. It's spreading. You're getting, you have people that are getting awards for transitioning their children before they're even in puberty. You, you have people fighting against municipalities and governments for passing bills and laws for minors not to be able to uh, uh, get gender affirming. Well, they call it gender affirming, but it's it's really changing somebody's gender or, or, or mutilation really is what it is. You know, and and and. I fully sympathize with anybody that is struggling with something like that, where like they would not know their identity. You know, I, I couldn't even imagine what something like that is like to not even know who or what you are at, at a, at such a basic level. Cause we all have in our lives as, ex, as existential, as existential conflicts, or issues where 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 it's like we're not sure of certain things, but it, it it's usually not at a at such a basic level of like you not knowing if you're a man or a woman. 
So I sympathize with anybody that is is truly like dealing with something like that. That has to be a tough, tough road. But this notion of you don't, you're not even allowing kids to grow up just as kids. And when they get to this place of, of puberty or, or, or when it's time to have discussions in the realm of sex or sexual orientation or whatever, let them figure out who they are. And yeah, I, I would say that that's, that's sounds cult-like and that sounds like it's its own religion and it sounds like it's creating a lot of chaos and then you you have the the quote-unquote religious people that you know the christians that just seem to be accepting of all of this and there's no pushback and 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 then it makes you think like is it really at the end just like these corporations about money where you know what hey we're church we're losing followers we're losing population in the church we need more followers we need more of a congregation so we just accept anything and anybody and we don't criticize anybody for any of this i don't know these are these are questions that uh I think more and more we're going to encounter situations where we're going to be forced to ask ourselves these questions. Well, that is the episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know it was a short episode. Um, It was hard to even get this done. But like I said, I didn't feel right not putting anything out. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Uh, Thank you for understanding the circumstance of this episode. Uh, If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, Please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. Again, thank you. I was rolling solo today. Next week, it'll be back to normal, God willing. We'll see you guys next week. We're out, or I'm out. Peace.